We're talking NRL. It's finals time now, and for the first time in God knows how long, since 2011, the Warriors are in finals football. They're taking on the Penrith Panthers, and we're joined by a man with a foot in both camp, although currently, right now, literally, he has a foot or two feet in the Penrith camp. Is it training? Greg Alexander joins the show now. Brandy, you're hanging around with the Panthers. What does it look like, mate, and how are you? Yeah, good, Darcy. No, it's, it's, look, it's great to have the Warriors um, you know, back, back in semi-final footy, and uh, the Panthers are just about to go into an opposed session right now. So um, I've been out here for the last month at most training sessions and, uh, you know, in the videos with the boys. And uh, they've, 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 it was a big stepping stone, their, their effort against Melbourne last Friday, because they've been pretty ordinary in, in the, the weeks leading into that game. Well, they talk about the fact that the rest of the competition means nothing and you start from scratch as of tomorrow when it starts. But I don't really run with that after exactly what you're saying about Melbourne Storm. The confidence they must have got out of basically taking the minor premiership out of the hands of Melbourne must be enormous. Yeah, it was. Look, and it was a, it was a great effort and they played for each other. So they were the good signs. There's still a fair bit to do and a fair bit to work on with the ball. And, you know, we only have to go, Penrith only have to go back a fortnight ago where they were beaten soundly by um, the Warriors. But James Maloney's come back into the side in between that and he was very good for us against Melbourne. It was a Melbourne side that without a number of stars. There was no Cameron Munster or Billy Slater. So they were down some troops. But it was a, it was a game where... They came under, well, plenty of adversity. They, they had to fight back. It was a penalty count against them, shockingly, and uh, they didn't have much ball. So there were some good signs there for Penrith, Darcy, but they'll need to be better again if they're to beat the Warriors, who have shown that you know they're, they're ready for semi-final footy. We're speaking with uh, Nathan Cleary yesterday and laughing about the fact that uh, last time the Warriors qualified for the final series, uh, Nathan was actually living over there and he still he couldn't shave yet and he's still covered in zits. Uh, since that time, he's now what the incumbent in an in origin-winning New South Wales side. Uh, he's now been, this is his third final series and he's still only 20 years old. So he's going to be key. As of Maloney, who's got, there's something about that guy that good luck and success floats around him with all the clubs he's been to. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a great. He's been a terrific mentor for Nathan uh, this year um, because he's, you know, as you said, Darcy, he's he's uh, experienced it all with the Warriors, uh, with the Sharks, with the Roosters. Um, he's won premierships with with both the Sharks and the Roosters. Played in the grand final for the Warriors, so success does follow him. He's a he's a great competitor, uh, and Nathan's you know Nathan's more experienced. And I think better off as a half with with Jimmy in the side. Uh, they've worked together well, and and they'll have to they'll they'll have to be able to take control of the game in the final twenty minutes because I I, I think it'll be close I, I really do I don't think there'll be much between the sides and you know it might come to that sixty minute mark where there's very little points separating both teams and it will come down to the blokes that touch the ball the most Johnson and Green um, and Isaac Luke and also for for Penrith the halves and our hooker um, Sione Katoa so. It, it shapes as a great game. It's a, it's it's one of the, the the three finals this weekend that you just can't split the teams. Well, you, you mentioned those. You didn't mention the the other bit of the spine as well. The other vertebrae in the form of uh, Watney Zelizniak up against two of us as Sheik. I mean, there's a, another fantastic matchup they're all looking forward to. Yeah, look, it, it, and Roger's been well. Roger's been one of the best players in the competition this year. It was great to see him come back to form. Uh, knee injury last year and. Um, you know, I, I think under under a bit of pressure and scrutiny about his captaincy, but this year he's been terrific. He's led the side well, and it's the back three of the 
the Warriors that get things started and then Roger takes over when it gets down to the business end. Also, uh, David Fusatua, a record number of tries. So uh, there is plenty of matchups right across the the park, but uh, I think it comes down to the middle again. And uh, Gavitt and Parsi, very underrated front rowers. The the power that they run the ball up against uh, Campbell Gillard, Trent Merrin, James Tamo, but it's that you know, so it's a, it's a. I think it's an underrated pack, the Warriors pack, and I, I, I think Adam Blair's been just brilliant for, for the team and Torhu Harris. Uh, that right side of the Warriors, when they got the footy, Sean Johnson, uh, whether it's Jared Beal or Peter Hiku and David Fusatua, well, everyone talks about South Sydney's left side. It's the right side for the Warriors that have actually scored more tries than the Bunnies left. So. Just goes to show how dangerous that side of the field is for the Warriors. Where's their tender underbelly, though? What, what do you think the Panthers are going to be focused on? Do they see any areas of weakness in this Warriors side that could be exposed in the pressure of a, of a semi-final situation? Well, I, look, I, I think all sides attack edges. You know, it's edges and, and you're trying to, you know, there's there's no doubt that the left edge of Penrith is a is a strength for them with Kikau and, and Wunga Blake, uh, James Maloney on that side, and also Josh Mansell. So, you know, that, that's, I'm sure... It, you know, it'll be no secret for the Warriors that, uh, that you know, the key men for Penrith in attack will be Blake and, and kick out. Um, you know, there's not many there's not many weaknesses in any side, uh, Darcy, and you just try and you try and work over those players with the football. That you want to take a bit of sting out of them um, when that when the balls you know with with the opposition. So. You know, you, you try and work over the halves. That'll be no different for the Warriors. They'll try and go up Maloney and Cleary and just try and take a bit of gas out of them so they just haven't got enough, you know, as much when when the ball returns to the Panthers. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any secrets. Uh, there's enough video and enough analysis of the teams that uh, I think I think everyone just about knows what's coming at them, but it's it's a matter of stopping it. The consistency of selection, only one minor adjustment for Penrith. Um, Corey Hoeta Noera is back uh, again after a, a, a short time out, but otherwise unchanged. That's got to be a great, well, not a great advantage, but something in the plus column for Penrith. Yeah, look, I, I think for all sides, for all sides, and because it's so close, because only two points separated first and eight, um, and you look at the teams and you think, well, on their day, anyone can beat anyone. Um, it might come down to the side or the club that can carry their key players throughout the final series. Now, I know uh, the Panthers and the Warriors only get one chance. Uh, this weekend, the loser won't be playing anymore, but it's important that sides have their best players on the field. And when you go through the lineups, uh, everyone's available, uh, apart from those long couple of long-term injuries for, for the Panthers. Um, you know, everyone's available, and, and everyone's available for the Warriors too, so... Both sides are at full strength or certainly full strength to what they have been over the, the second half of the season and uh, that could be important. Well, the rest of the uh, finals playoffs, it, it's very difficult to predict. Um, just off air talking before, uh, maybe Brisbane might have the whip hand over St George, but their fortunes may turn St George. But there is no favouritism really, isn't there, when you go right the way through this, which makes it such a stand-up comp. It really reflects how good the NRL is. Yeah, I don't think anyone could tell you confidently that you know who was going to win the game out of the, the, the Bunnies and the Storm on Friday night, Panthers, Warriors, the first game on Saturday, the Roosters and the Sharks, another one. It is a toss of the coin on that one too. I know most people would be expecting 
The Broncos, after their good form coming into the finals, uh, three weeks wins over the Roosters and the Bunnies and a big win over Manly last week, that they would be favourites. They, they would be, I think, most people's pick. Uh, the Dragons have floundered over the last couple of months. I, I, I don't know how the Dragons turn it around. They do get Gareth Whitter back. That could be the difference. That could be all they've been looking for, Darcy. So uh, there's no doubt that the Broncos, uh, you know, look destined to win up there at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, and they're, they're a chance to win the the big one too. I, you know, they're they're not out of the equation when it's when it comes down to you know premiership winners. But uh, the other three games, boy, boy, I, I, you know, I, I'm glad I'm not in a tipping comp. <laughs> Given up on those years ago, Brandy. Kearney's had a great year as coach. It's really worked for him. Uh, Serato, on the other hand, uh, has been handed a team uh, that don't seem to be overly concerned about who's coaching them. I mean, with what they've stepped through with the, the dramas of recent times with Griffin has been really quite extraordinary. How do you think uh, Cameron's going to handle this? Uh, I've been impressed with Cameron. As I said, I've been at training for, for most days over the last month since he became the, the, the head coach. Um, and I've been impressed with Cameron. He's not overwhelmed. I like the way he handles the players. I like little subtleties and his his ideas on the game and and you know his breakdown of the the opposition. Uh, I've been impressed with what he's uh, he's given the players. You couldn't fault the boys at training over the last month. They haven't been able to transfer it to the field. But I thought, as I said last Friday night against the Storm, was a good stepping stone. And you know I. I think Cameron's done a terrific job under, under a lot of pressure, but I think we, we know what players are like. They're resilient. They just get on with the job. They know they've got another game coming up that weekend. doesn't matter what happens through the week. Um, they've, they've got an ability to put things out of their mind and just focus on uh, what's required for the weekend. So hopefully our boys can you know do that this weekend and put together what what they've trained for on, on the field on game day. Looking forward to an epic clash, one of four over the weekend. Greg Alexander, always thanks for your time. Uh, have a, a very enjoyable weekend. I know you will. Good on you, Darth. Thanks, mate.